Coffee with Humans is live, candid conversations between strangers who become friends. Made possible with your support. Subscribe, share, and comment on your favorite platform. Contribute at Patreon or get Coffee with Humans mugs and more. Links are at coffeewithhumans.com. Thanks for joining me. I'm, I know very little about you. We <laughs> awkwardly stared at each other for the last eight minutes. It's everything about the concept is what we don't do anymore. We don't just have conversations with people where there's not an agenda. Right? It's like meeting a stranger in a parking lot or something and then like, hey, you want to have coffee? <laughs> yes. Oh, so how are you, you doing? How's your day? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, we are live here with Coffee with Humans with my soon-to-be new friend, Christina. She's still actually a stranger. I only met her about eight minutes ago. That's the essence of Coffee with Humans. Two people just bumping into each other randomly and saying, hey, let's grab coffee. Before we got on the broadcast, I was thinking if we could have this discussion anywhere, where would that be? And I came up with, we, we could be sitting in Iceland in a hot spring. Lovely. So if you could have this discussion anywhere, where would it be for you? Love this question. I'm stumped right now. I'm not really a... Uh beach person in terms of getting in with the aquatic life but i do like to be near it and feel the breeze from it and so anywhere by a beach what drew you to clicking the button to have coffee with me was searching and i found this one and it grabbed me it pulled me in and it just seemed your podcast and coffee with humans seemed very welcoming that you were really eager and enjoyed just making meaningful connections coffee with humans is like sunday brunch (laughs) i love sunday brunch (laughs) okay good because well you're in the right place only there's no food um (laughs) we are live here with coffee with humans with my soon to be new friend my welcome to coffee with humans hi thanks for having me nice to meet you jason this is an exciting time not only is it uh saturday as we're as we're uh, recording this uh, and live streaming, in fact, to the entire world. But I just met you about 10 minutes ago and we've talked about nothing important mm-hmm. other than some tech checks, which is the cool thing about Coffee with Humans, because everybody I meet at Coffee with Humans, they're just strangers one minute and then uh, they're friends the next. And you've got a cool, uh, cool thing to talk about. As we were titling this, we were kind of going around and around thinking, you know, what to title this. And it came out how I gained confidence through pole dancing, mm-hmm. which is, a, I think it's an engaging topic. So, uh, but first, I'm curious, what inspired you to click the button to have coffee with me? Well, I mean, there's time when I'm in a coffee shop and then people are working on something. I just think that it's, it just seems very people are just very interesting. So I'm just like, okay, well, since it's a pandemic right now, it's hard to talk to strangers or people then like out of the blue, if you don't know them, then I'm like, okay, I just want to like see where our conversation goes today and kind of have like a virtual coffee with you. I'm drinking water today though. I, I, noticed just- that. I, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna call you to task on that because any I, there was, there was a person once who actually asked me, um, if they could be on because they don't drink, they don't drink coffee. And they were like, I, are you, can I be on your show? And I was like, of course, there's no prerequisite to drinking coffee. It's just what coffee represents this idea that you just get together with people, you know, and have a conversation. And, uh, I think there's, there's something vulnerable about just eating, like eating with a person, you know, and drinking coffee. Yeah. Or in in my parents' bedroom, virtually. 
we're still learning <laughs> about each other. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, I, I started coffee with humans uh, back last April. Yeah, somewhere around there, uh, April and uh, during COVID, and and it started as one LinkedIn post that said, um, "If you want to have coffee, I'll have coffee with you." The only rule is no sales calls, and just off that one post has become a uh, a whole a whole thing. So uh, people want to connect regardless of where they're at and what their circumstances are. Yeah, I like it. I like the idea and the concept. I'm glad to be having water with you. <laughs> I should probably have water as well. Um, it's a you thing. Well, I, so I have, I love coffee and I got these new coffee with humans mugs. Not all that long ago. Nice. You have some, um, but I, this is my second, um, my second espresso okay. for the morning. Okay. My second three shot espresso. So I'm six shots in, which I don't know. You're bouncing off walls in a few minutes here. <laughs> I'm going to have to go do something active. Uh, not only because I don't, I've slacked on my activity, but mm-hmm. I got to wear this off. Oh, I mean, I'm going bike riding with the fam today. So I'm just okay. drinking water. I think I'm just going to get my, um, my energy just from, at the sun. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, fun fact, all energy comes from the sun. So the, uh, the bike riding curious, uh, to me, is this street riding going to go down streets or we do mountain biking or what's the word? Biking. So yeah. I'm just going to do that with the fam after this. So I, um, yeah, it's going to be a good weekend. What are your plans this weekend? I, uh, I might go to my brother's house tomorrow. I just got the invite. Nice. Um, I have not responded yet. I wanted to know if I want to come over for Easter for dinner. Oh. And he, he sent me a text. He said, hey, I need to know to see, see if I should buy food for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I should respond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be a lovely time with the fam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it will. <laughs> what is, so I, I need to get out. I was going to do rock climbing. Um, I go to the Y and do the rock climbing. Uh, and it, because there's no rocks, I'm in Northern Illinois mm-hmm. and there's no serious places to climb here except for about two hours away. And yeah. it's, it's a good time, but you got to plan for it because you have a four hour round trip. And, uh, so it's not just, you know, on a whim, you know, take off, uh, you know, in the afternoon and go climbing. So I was going to go this morning and then I didn't, uh, but. But we're having coffee and water. We are having coffee. And we're talking about pole dancing, but I think actually we're talking about confidence. Mm. Uh, And I have to admit, when I saw pole dancing, uh, is is when you you signed up, because people sign up and then they put in there, what's on your mind? And you just wrote pole dancing. And I thought, what is this about? Um, Because then then I was thinking, this is a live show, like... (laughs) Am I punk? Oh no! <laughs> I <heard> it all. <laughs> and I was like, "Is this fitness? Is this you know not like I didn't know what was going on?" And so I'm pleasantly surprised to know that I'm not getting punked and gonna have to shut down the live stream because yeah. it, it went through my mind. I was like, "Oh no!" 
like this is this is the moment when I'm like, oh shoot, it's live on Facebook and my channel gets shut down. Um, so that's you're, you're gonna be like a lot of liabilities sued after this. <laughs> it went through my mind. I don't know. I was just like, oh well, here we go. Everything uh, I worked for since April. It's like my year anniversary now. <laughs> In April. <laughs> you actually are on the anniversary you're like uh i think you're like a week a week maybe two weeks away well happy um, anniversary because it shuts down today <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's fine it was a good run, was a good run. <laughs> so so uh you're why is this topic on your mind and why are you uh why are you putting it out there is the thing that's that you want to chat about Mainly because when I got into competitive pole dancing, that's where I saw so many artistic routines on stage, just one after the other of different tones other than just like sexy. So I just really want to put the art out there as this is for, this is an art and slash fitness. So Mm -hmm. just breaking down like stigmas around pole dancing. Yeah. Cause it does have a, it does have a stigma um, to it, which um, there was a, I think there was a pole dancing place that opened up in our town Mm. uh, a long time ago. And it was kind of this, it was, it was people were on uh, people kind of took sides on this almost. It was like knew nothing about it. And like, don't, you know, don't do that. It's crazy. And then there were, and then there were people who were like, this is amazing. Best thing ever. I'm so glad I did it. But it, it was, it was interesting because it is one of those things that's very polarizing yeah. because I think there's not a lot of, um, there's a lot of ignorance around pole dancing and what it is, you know, in sort of the more mainstream, you know, mainstream aspects of it. So you're in competitive pole dancing. Yeah on a regional national level everything is now done virtually though due to covid so i just have the pool in my living room it's just in there while my mom's cooking brother's playing piano dad's on drums and i'm on the pool (laughs) really (laughs) oh one big happy family oh yeah (laughs) you know the new modern family So does your does your brother you say your brother plays piano? Does he play piano to your pole dancing? Oh, we never thought of that collaboration. No, we You totally should. I thought I thought you that's I thought that's might be might be what you're doing because it makes sense that I don't know what kind of music your brother plays, but I mean I used to play piano. I still play piano, but I played piano as a kid and had a you know piano in the living room, you know, and mom's cooking dinner and dad's doing whatever and I'm playing you know tinkering on the piano it makes sense to me that you would have this artistic collaboration between piano and pole dance yeah i mean have you ever done a collaboration with your piano maybe a friend who dances or someone who plays i um i'm gonna say no no not just me i've done i've done things where i've like played and then people have done their stuff on stage or whatever Mm -hmm. uh but i've never done a uh it makes sense to me. No, not a, no, exactly. Not like this artistic duet, which mm-hmm. makes sense to me because if 
especially if if it's not just uh not just playing a song i mean there's it could be like playing a song thinking like um you know claire de lune you know debbie sees claire de lune that would be a beautiful song to dance to um but if if a person like could just play chords like one person feeds off of the other one person's kind of playing what they're seeing and the other person's you know doing what they're hearing could be beautiful i think yeah i think a lot of collaborations it just like synergizes and ups the level so all artists out there pole dancing can go to acoustic music classical music any types not just not just one particular tone yeah why do you link it with confidence because i look at the journey i've had through pole dancing and I just remember walking into my first pole dance class feeling like this gawky, awkward thing that's supposed to know how to move gracefully around a pole, like a kind of like a, a flowy swan. <laughs> and then I'm like, how am I supposed to do this? And then just a lot of practices later, then I realized like, oh, okay, I'm, I had some fails, I had some tries, I had some developments and improvements. And then just that journey, it, I gained more confidence through it. L much like how I would imagine if you were to do, when you practice your piano. So when, when you practice any sort of passion, I just feel like you, you improve in it and then you just gain more confidence in yourself through it. Why did you choose pole dancing of the things that you could do? Why, you know, it's a, if you felt like you were the, like you, to your own, you know, using your own words, you said that I was this gawky, you know, kind of person who couldn't move and like, why then pole dancing? Because it seems so far, it so was, far outside of, of things you could do. It was the opposite end of the spectrum. I never thought I would be a decent pole dancer, but my mom suggested I try aerial fabric um yeah you just imagine like sheets hanging from the ceiling and then you play on that and next door was a pole dance studio and i knew i wanted to i love dance performances so i wanted to perform and there wasn't any upcoming aerial fabric performances but there was a competitive pole dance uh thing going up and so I was like, okay, well, in order for me to perform, I better pole dance. That's what happened. I think we froze. Hello?
Am I back? Yes, I see you again. Oh my gosh. All of a sudden the internet's like, uh, nope. It turned it turned off on me. The internet went it, down. It, it might have been me. It might have been my internet. So. Uh no, it was me. <laughs> my screen, my I've got like multiple screens. I'm surrounded by these screens. And, yeah. and I was like one after another <laughs> trying to connect, trying to connect. Yeah. Like, well, now we're on the other sides too. That's kind of fun. Yeah, I know. We flipped. I wonder if I could flip that back. Oh. What? I've never done that before. Well, All right. so what, what I think I left off with, and you probably answered it, even though I didn't hear you, which was you went to pole dancing because it was something that you, you were, you were maybe a fearful of, or a little bit afraid of, of getting into, but wanted to, like you wanted to, but you kind of felt like it wasn't for you or what? Actually, I, I really wanted to perform a dance. Okay. And the pole competition was the only thing I knew that was upcoming. So, because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't join a, a, a team because I'm not really good at other dances, nor was I at pole, but at least as a solo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I had to train up and learn this thing uh, three and a half months after my first pole class was my first pole competition and I got second. Wow. Really? Oh, because, congratulations. Thank you. That was three years ago. And then ever since that, it was uh, a year after my first pole dance class where then I, then I won gold at nationals. That was a good time too. Did you think that when, I mean, when you were, when you were looking ahead at this, did you think that you would be so good as to be able to, you know, win at these national competitions? No, I just really like to perform. Okay. <laughs> All right. And you didn't, so you wanted, so, okay. This is interesting. So you wanted to perform, you don't, almost didn't care kind of what it was other than you want, you, you like dancing. It sounds like. Yeah. But I, what I like about this is um, I've tried a bunch of dances and I was bad at it i'm terrible at hip-hop salsa ballroom waltz what else is there jazz so ballet i'm so bad at it and i'm like all right well i just gotta narrow it down process of elimination pole dancing and so you went through all of those types of dancing to figure out that you you know had to try pole dancing almost i also like that not only do you go on the X axis, but you go on a Y axis as well. Okay. And hmm. I thought it was very interesting. Did you ever, did you ever, um, Oh no, it happened again. It froze. Get in. Okay. I think we're back. Okay, we're not back. I don't know what's going on. I'm back. I got oh, you. Too. Yeah, I don't know. the The internet's doing some funky weird around this space apparently today. Uh, yeah, I, I put my phone on airplane mode just to make sure that it has more Wi-Fi energy coming this way. <laughs> it might. I don't know. It might be me. Who knows? The technology. technology. So, so you. Did you did you ever do the aerial uh, fabric stuff, or did you just stay with pole? 
I did aerial fabric for about a month until I found out like there was a pole competition coming up. So okay. Then and you just focused in on pole dancing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. I'm so curious. Like what, I mean, what got into the hobby? What made you get into your favorite hobbies then? Mm. I feel like we all get into it different ways. Yeah, I, uh, that's a good question. Well, I got into rock climbing because I was afraid of heights. Oh, uh, see, everyone is so, this is, this is the concept of coffee with humans. Cause it's just like, just this contradictory, like I have a fear of drowning, but I'm certified in di- scuba diving, but okay. <laughs> so fear of heights, well, let's yeah. get into this one. And I want to, and I need to get certified in diving. Cause I'm also, uh, I was a diving in Hawaii years ago. My mask started filling with water and I thought this is over. This is the end. Uh, and I was like 50 feet down or whatever. And, and I was terrified. Um, and so I thought I should, I should continue this journey because I didn't want to be afraid. Like I didn't want to live in fear and have fear control me. So that's why I got into, I got into rock climbing because I was afraid of heights. I wasn't, I felt like I wasn't living the adventuresome life that I thought I could or wanted to live. And I said, screw it. Um, and for me, it really did go like this. If there are two people standing at the edge of a cliff, one person's afraid and one person isn't, what's the difference when they're both in the same circumstance? And I thought the person who's afraid must not know something that the person who isn't afraid must know. And if I could learn what the person who isn't afraid knows, then maybe I could overcome my fear. And so I did, I learned to, I learned to rock climb. And now I know when I'm safe and when I'm not safe, when I shouldn't be afraid and when I actually should be afraid. Well, what's the highest height? Uh, well, I mean, I've climbed, uh, I routinely go 80 to hundred feet, uh, 80 to hundred foot climbs. Um, I, years ago I was climbing in red rocks outside Las Vegas and it was non-technical climbing up to the point where we did a technical climb off on the face of a rock where if, if you fell, you'd fall oh hundreds of feet. Yeah. Cause it's not just your, your height. Like it's not just a fear of heights, but then it might even be more unsafe even if you were lower, depending on what the, the terrain is. Well, I mean, it's, it, it's sort of a joke. It's not, I mean, it's, it's probably not a funny joke, but the joke kind of is that if you don't want to fall from a, like a, a moderate height, because then you'll probably be maimed and, you know, and, and live, a, live not a good rest of your life. You'll wish you were dead. So if you're going to fall, fall low or just go way the hell up there and just get it done and over with, because you, <laughs> you're definitely going to want to not live through that, uh, which, you know, whatever. But that's the thing with rock climbing is very safe in if you if you know what you're doing and you and you take care of the take care of the details. Mm-hmm. It's very not safe if you're just going to wing it. You can you can uh, destroy yourself real fast. The only reference I really like, I tried rock climbing. I was so bad. <laughs> and so it's, 
it's a lot of more so bottom work than arm. Yes. Uh, it's a lot of legs. Yeah. Which is what most people don't get when they first start rock climbing. They're doing a lot of arm work and like mm-hmm. pulling themselves up and they're afraid to get their legs up and stand. But if you get your legs up and stand, your legs have been carrying you all day and you didn't give them a second thought. You, you can't really pull with your arms all that long or you're going to be exhausted in no time. And once your arm, once your forearm strength is gone or your hand strength is gone, it doesn't come back. It's not like, you know, give it a breather. It's, it's done. So, uh, yeah, it's a lot of legs. But yeah, that's why I got into rock climbing. I was afraid of heights and I didn't want to be afraid of heights anymore. And and you were almost had your near drowning experience and now you're going to go suspended. I have to. I it's it's the the whole process of scuba diving is fascinating to me. I love going I love going exploring. Um it was really fantastic. It was exciting, you know, to be in the uh you know, 50 or whatever feet down we were in Hawaii. Um and to see you know fish swimming by you and you know i i love that kind of stuff and i feel like it's it's another just like climbing was this point of fear where i learned through it to not be afraid or to know when i should be afraid i feel like a lot of a lot of diving is that not only is it acclimation just being acclimated to the environment but learning all the technical parts of it so that i can understand how to you know, how to keep myself safe. Mm-hmm. And all, a lot of diving, as you probably experienced, it's like a mental thing. Because if you mm-hmm. freak out and you breathe really quickly, you're using up your oxygen tank. And you are not going to be safe if, if you're, if you breathe short breaths and you're like moving up and down like this and then freaking out, that's not good for internally in your body. So. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, it is. I think a lot of these things, um, in fact, I would say most everything is a mental game. And, mm-hmm. you know, initially, like I, I was joking, I, uh, hanging out with my daughter the other day. And I think, I don't know how we got on the subject. We were like saying, you know, what's the longest person has held their breath. And, and I was like, ah, it's probably less than 10 minutes. And I couldn't remember. And years ago, I had watched the documentary on, on, uh, divers, competitive divers. Uh, and, um, it's like 18, it's 18, almost 19 minutes that a person has held their breath underwater. And, and think of that, like, I'm, I was thinking like, I, I've timed myself before when I was in good shape, I probably would hold it for like 45 seconds. And then my brain's just like, you got to breathe. Yeah. How do you get to, you know, more than 20 times as long as that? It's got to first begin in your head. <laughs> I think, I think your body's just like, whoa, stop the crazy. And then your brain's just like, it'll be fine. Relax. It's not just, oh my God. I didn't know it was like 18, 20 minutes. Because what, you must have do, be doing a lot of breathing exercises to train your lungs. To I, I mean, I don't know this, but yeah. d- diving too, you are, it's not like you're laying there and you're, don't, you're not using energy. And then you're holding it for 20 minutes. It's your yeah. You're kicking, you're using energy. You're, I don't, that's, that's amazing. I think that must take years to get there. Yeah. I think you have, at some, to some degree, you must have a physical disposition. Your body must be formed in, in, a, in a certain way, kind of like Michael Phelps. You know, his body is formed to be a swimming body. He, he exaggerated that or leveraged that by training. Uh, and so I, 
I think that certain people have a certain disposition to, you know, certain types of movements, probably like you have a disposition to being able to, you know, do this, this very flowy sort of dancing stuff and maybe not so much hip hop. Um, and I, you know, I don't know what my dancing style would be, but be interesting to find out. <laughs> yeah. Try cool dancing. Just guys do that. Is it a guy thing? Absolutely. Is it everyone thing? Yeah. 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 Just like diving. Just like <laughs> I suppose so. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Just like I do yoga. I thought I I I never did yoga for the longest time because I thought that's not a very guy thing to do. Um and I love it. I think yoga is great. I yeah. it's profound in in you know physically spiritually emotionally it's good it's good stuff actually that's like uh i feel like just meditation yoga should be a everyone it's when you're stressed or even when you're not stressed to maintain your sanity yoga Mm -hmm. and meditation it's kind of you meditate i'm i have not been keeping up with it i really should well, I don't think a person has to keep up with it. It's not a point of judgment. I think because I, I too have been in this like tried to regiment some of these things at, at times, you know, like I should meditate. Um, and I did the other day. The reason I ask, I, the, the other day I was doing a video series um, for more work related stuff. And um, and I thought I got this. I just had these thoughts, like questions that I would like to ask myself. And I think other other people would ask themselves. Uh, to evaluate what went on in the past week and, you know, set an intention for the coming week. Yeah. yeah. I and like uh, I, I did, a f- I did what I thought was a, probably a five minute meditation in front of a camera, eyes closed, you know, breathing, thinking of, you know, asking questions, thinking about the answers. And when I got done, when I, when I opened my eyes, it 15 minutes, it had been 15 minutes. I was standing in front of the camera and I thought it had been literally just a handful of minutes. Mm-hmm. And I think, and it was this, it was this powerful moment because I was almost giddy because I thought there's all this, there's all this um, subconscious work that's going on where the conscious mind shut down for a while, you know, and let time pass. Time was meaningless. It didn't happen in those moments. And then I woke, you know, woke from this and I was refreshed and I was like excited just from b- being still uh, for for uh you know a time when i lost myself it was really interesting yeah living in the present just taking it back like okay you know actually i remember there was this quote it was along the lines of what if you're missing out on what you're what you've been wanting like what if you uh oh you know i should really write these down it's like what if you reach the destination of what you worked for and wanted, but you're missing out on it while you're in the middle of it? Hmm. Did, that, did that follow? Oh God. I hear what you're saying. It's like this idea that, um, that, that you are uh, here. Like this is, this is, it's almost like if I was on stage for those three or four minutes performing the routine, but and, and I worked on this for a routine for three months and 
trained up for it, choreographed it, had some fails and successes. Okay, this is the final choreography. Practice, practice, practice. This is my moment on stage. And then when it comes to that three or four minutes, I don't enjoy my time on stage. Sometimes I feel like maybe that could, like, what if I go, I'm in the middle of diving and then I'm still, I'm not living in the moment. What if mm -hmm. I'm with my friends now and, but we're all going to be on our phones, but we plan to meet at this bar and catch up on our week. Like this, now we're here, we've made it. So um, actually that's, that's my constant fear is that I'm not living in the present, especially with our whole um, easy distractions in the modern world. It's interesting how you say that. That's your constant fear that you're not living in the moment. Yeah. And then right there, right there, you're not living in the moment. So it's a hard thing to do. I think meditation well, would help with that, which I haven't been doing, but good for you that you did. Why? Um, so what is it? The, ha, have you done any uh, thinking on why you have that constant fear of not living in the moment? Yeah, because there's already been several instances where, like, I'd be looking forward to my best friend's birthday. And I'm like, okay, I, I'm so excited for this. Like, we're so pumped. We were talking about what outfit we're going to wear. Or, like, um, these people are coming. I'm going to meet, like, her other group of friends. And we get, we're at the birthday party. But then I'm worried, like, uh, man, I just by the end of the birthday, I'm like, what was my favorite moment? Like I was so trying to put myself in, like talk to a bunch of people and get her, her friends to like, like, yeah, I'm, I'm her best friend from the other group too. But then like, did I connect in those conversations? Did I have did I, um, when she was enjoying blowing out her birthday cake and we're all singing to her, I'm so busy like videoing, like, okay, I, I know she, she would love this moment. So I'm going to just make sure I get everybody in the camera. Um, I think, I think we turned this podcast from about how I gained confidence through pole dancing to let's live in the moment. I, well, it's interesting. Cause I think I, I recently had as probably over the past two or three weeks, um, a lot of people uh, whose whose focus was discussing how they just live in the moment and how they just make decisions uh, for now. And it's interesting the uh, the the desire. Maybe it's a maybe it's a. I think it's a desire that each one of us has to be able to be connected to our now and mm -hmm. to to bring all of our energies into the now and not have to worry so much about the future. And yet we are pulled, we're pulled constantly into, you know, what's next or what's the new thing. Right. I have a story. So yeah. there's this, there's two guys. One dude wants to be a monk and the, I guess like senior monk once is, is training or uh, helping this guy out. And then he's like, all right, so, all right. It's a, it's a rainy day. Um, just come over to my house and, um, remember just, just put your umbrella on either side of the door out at the front and then come in. 
And then younger guy comes in, puts the umbrella at the door. And then he's like, all right, I'm ready for uh, my training to like live in the moment or to get, to get certified now or whatever the heck. And then the older monk was like, all right, which side of the door did you put the umbrella on left or right? And he's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Goes back. I was like, okay, go, go back. <laughs> you didn't pass. A lot of like, uh, was the garage door? Did we turn off the stove? Like, cause you weren't yeah. there. You're thinking about like, what's next. I've been so guilty of that, of being, um, uh, being not present, right? Sometimes not present to your own life. So life is happening right now. Yes. And sometimes we're not present to those, to that life. We are, we are thinking about, like you talked about something that's on the other side of the now, you know, which mm-hmm. when, when you're scuba diving or when you're, oh, when you're on the pole, do you, do you stay present to that now? Or do you tend to have your mind wander? It, I feel like in the middle of it, I battle between both at the same time. Because sometimes I am thinking, hey, what do I want for lunch? Because scuba diving is like 45 minutes to an hour. I'm just open water. I'm not advanced. So um, okay. I have, that's my time. And I, I'm thinking, wait a minute. You've been wanting this. You put on your, your, uh, the, the BCD or you know the backpack that holds your um, buoyancy that controls your buoyancy and you like rented this gear out. It's like a hundred dollars per oxygen tank. You planned it with some, your diving buddy. And now you're finally out here. You're looking at the fish and you're wondering what you're going to eat for lunch. Cause I was kind of hungry, but also you don't want to go in like the stomach. So right. about food. So then I, I sometimes in the middle of it would revert back to, okay, enjoy looking at the seals whizzing by you. Enjoy looking at the seaweed that's not dead uh, uh, um, on the shore now. It's like still just moving on the water. So, mm-hmm. so both. I, I, I was thinking about, um, I was thinking about what you're saying that you, you, you tend to kind of battle between staying present and then being pulled into or, or thinking about things that are not in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if, I wonder if that tension is necessary to some degree. Um, so, I mean, this idea that we, we have this tension, I think it's a good tension of, I want to stay present and, and to, and I know that because I can feel the pull into something different. And so I work. I do a good work to bring myself back to that present moment. Kind of like when you, when you were, uh, you know, thinking about, I want to be able to perform. How do I want to be able to perform? And that, that desire to perform kept you moving through different options and then settled you into something that just eventually clicked. And it was work, I'm sure, to go through those things and to continue on and persist and then work to, to uh, when you'd figured out, you know, what you wanted to then apply yourself to that, to then excel to the point where you're, you know, now you're, you've, you're confident uh, in your own, you know, in your own skin and on your own performance 
your performance art and doing it at a national scale. I, do you think do you think that that tension is necessary and uh, for us to be able to excel? I think there's a balance between you can live too much in the moment. I learned this the hard way because while I was on stage, um, I did this one move, the crowd was cheering. And then I'm like, oh yeah, like I feel the energy. I feel the vibe. I forgot the next move. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and then I screwed up. And I'm like, okay, all right. I know this, this word of the song is when I was supposed to do this. I'll just, I'll just go from there. <laughs> so you need a balance of both. Yeah. 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 Uh, I agree. I do singing. Uh, and that's that's my pastime probably i like i enjoy singing and um and i'm probably okay at it and i can and i uh i can get lost in i get lost in in singing and um kind of push away it's my performance art right yes so i i know what i'm doing but i'm i'm thinking about that song and i'm thinking about that phraseology and i'm and i'm crafting it based on you know who's in the audience or what the crowd is feeling and that kind of stuff to be able to create a space uh to you know maximize i don't know enjoyment or receptivity or something like that uh which um it's work but it's a good work and it's a it just you know it just flows it's my jam yeah you when you find your natural flow in something you just going along with it. I think that's the best feeling. One of the best feelings. Um, yeah. Actually, I, I can think of one quote too. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to nail this one. So it's like, are you listening or are you waiting for your turn to talk? Mm. Which I have trouble with. Um, Cause that way, I mean, it's better when you, bounce off the idea of the person. And that's more of a better connection rather than already have your pre-drafted <laughs> thought to right. say that. Just like two people just, like, just missing each other. But this, I'm like, I'm glad for this uh, Coffee with Humans because I feel like it kind of goes along with the concept. It would go along with the concept of you're not just waiting for your turn to speak, but we're listening and learning and being open to learn about other experiences. Oh yeah. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad for that quote because I think it's so true. And I've admittedly had a hard time with that as well and still have a hard time with that in, in certain circumstances. And I, I, um, the way I've worked on that is to uh, maximize curiosity for one. So if I, if I put myself in a learning capacity to just, to just learn, um, then I have no preconceived notions about what I should be learning. I'm just curious. That's the first thing. And then the second thing is, is there's a, there's a principle in coaching, um, that says the answer is already within you. You're just not yet aware of it. And that applies to all of us. So you know, what should I do with my life or what, where should I do in this circumstance, whatever the answer is in us. We, it just hasn't come to the surface because we don't really, gen, we're generally not good at asking good questions of ourselves. Uh, and so 
I think in a particular, like in a space like this, the opportunity for, for each of us is to ask the, is to just give space, carve out that space to explore. And then, and then the realizations that each of us needs to see and can come to are already trying to come out. And when you carve out the space, they have a space to come out. And that's, and again, like what, what should that be? I don't know. You know, what should it be for you? I have no idea. What should it be for me? I forgot about scuba diving until you brought it up. I was talking about it last year thinking I should do this. And it just keeps, it comes back up time and time again. And, you know, I'm slow to pull the trigger for no reason. Universe. That's for sure. Well, for sure. Yeah. Neon lights. The dolphins are jumping for you. It's like, where's Jason? Well, and I, and, uh, you know, for me, I still have fear around that. I don't have fear around rock climbing anymore. Um, but I still, I, I do have fear around, you know, finding myself, you know, in the, in the bottom of some place and thinking I can't go up fast <laughs> and I'm going to die here. <laughs> That's how I felt when I got my certification. I'm like, this is it. <laughs> I chose to pay money and already be buried under the ocean. It's like, um, actually, so with my, my diving instructor, this, so to the, my diving instructor said that, um, this is for the first time I dived. He said, actually kids are better divers than adults because kids, we tell them to breathe and kick. And then that's what they do. The kids just breathe and kick. What do adults do? It's like, oh, what happens if this regulator, which feeds you the oxygen, falls out? What happens? Like, am I, am I, uh, is my buoyancy correct? Am I vertical or am I not? You're supposed to be horizontal. And like, what if there's a shark or like, I'm, uh, and like you're, you're panicking, you're, you're having your short breaths again. And it's like the difference between the, two people who are standing at the edge of a cliff. One person knows about all the possibilities of things that can go wrong. And maybe one person either doesn't know or, or knows, but then they know how to mentally deal with it for kids though. They just, I don't think, I don't think they know all the things that can go wrong. And um, I know that was cool. And, mo- and most of those things won't go wrong. I, th- I feel like, whether it's whether it's getting into pole dancing or whether it's rock climbing or whether it's scuba diving or whether it's something else that a person wants to do, the opportunity I think for each of us is to act more like a kid or appreciate the benefits of being a kid. Where, um, where what if what if I just did this and I didn't have to I didn't have to have all the worries and the concerns that stop me from doing things that that can bring me to uh, profound realizations or bring me into something I really enjoy or bring me into something I really excel at. What if we were just like kids um, and, and didn't get it all mucked up, you know, with our knowledge of how the world works. (laughs) Maybe a balance between the two so that if you, there's a huge surge and you do lose your regulator, kids aren't just 
like you you know what to do. You're not totally yeah. ignorant, like looking at the sunset while there's like fire going on on your house. It's just like <laughs> you know to you you do the motion to bring back your regulator. Yeah, which was always actually it's funny you bring that up. That's the one thing that really really scared me when I went uh, when they brought me into the pool to to just like a, to they they gave us pool training before yeah. we went out uh, into the ocean and. And we had to, you know, test. We had to lose our regulator on purpose, and then go find, go find it. I was like, ugh. Go fetch the thing that feeds you oxygen, and you're like thirty feet under. Yeah, and then you got to hold enough breath in your lungs to be able to clear it. Yeah. I don't. What if I don't have any more? Yeah. Then what? Apparently, you just press the button. (laughs) <laughs> see we need to know that so it's a balance between the two <laughs> i suppose so yeah there's well, <laughs> yeah go ahead there's just so many more things that can go wrong in diving actually than right but because because if, if you're get, if someone were to get if you're listening you want to get certified like i'd say like a quarter of the class is learning about breathing slow, kicking. And then the rest of the time is like <laughs> three quarters of it is if this goes wrong, if this goes wrong, if this goes wrong, if this goes wrong, 10, da, 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 this is what you do. <laughs> that, that was my thought after my certification. Like, yeah, oh. absolutely. It, and, and why not? You have, yeah, you uh, it's to know those things. You don't have time to just like make it up. You know, mm-hmm. breathing is, uh, you know, breathing isn't a necessary, you know, necessary uh, thing. And we can't, um, mm-hmm. can't uh, screw around with it, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we're winding up on our time here. I've got your, I've got your website pulled up, your Instagram. I'm going to throw this up on the screen here for, for, for viewers. Oh, it's um, not an O. Uh, I, I corrected that once before. Oh, wow. Well. The other... Oh my goodness. There it is. There it is. Editable, the editable caption no longer exists. Well, I don't know why it says that. Well, hold on. What I've got, I know what I've got. One second. Oh. Yeah. So my um, Instagram has, oh, we're going to watch it. Okay. Uh, you can hey, actually, yeah. we can actually make it bigger. So click on the, go scroll over to the video portion. Go, yeah. yeah, and yeah, right there. Oh, hold on. I, I bet I could share it in a slightly different way that would look better. Did I already show you this? No. I found it because you gave me your Instagram handle. And so I thought I'd pull it up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's some serious core work there. Thank you. Yeah, that's my right in front of the fireplace. Oh, that's what that is. <laughs> and your brother's not playing piano in the back, unfortunately. No. But you have music. <laughs> 
Were you always so flexible, or did that flexibility come through pole uh, dancing? Lots of stretching after I started pole dancing. Oh, really? Wow. Well, I'm uh, I'm and getting to be a little older. I'm 43 now, and my my I've noticed through the pandemic since I stopped uh, since I stopped stretching and stopped going to the gym in quite the same frequency. It's catching up. <laughs> I'm like I'm not flexible. <laughs> we all got that quarantine fluff and unflexibility with us. Like I'm here like that too. <laughs> well, this is really cool. I'm I'm uh thanks for sharing this uh this stuff with us. Thank do you, you give classes or what do you what are your uh what's not, your I don't give but not Instagram. My what? What's your what's the reason you put it on Instagram? Just to share? Uh because well that song I was um supporting the well one that that was one of my virtual competitions and then oh. two I was supporting the Black Lives Matter movement and the song is uh, uh, um if if you listen to the words it's really I, oh, it's just so impactful. And it was also from the musical called Ragtime that reflects on the, the Black community um, at the, like, 100 years ago. And then we're still kind of on that same chapter today. I'm like, oh, I just, it just made me sad. So I, I picked that song. And then along with it, I was matching donations up to $1,000 out of my pocket to anything that stood against racial injustice so people can donate to the double NAACP. Um, that was the most common one, but I was just matching donations and putting in my artistic view on it too. Gotcha. Cool. That's really neat. Well, um, how does a person get started with pole dancing if they want to get, if they want to get into pole dancing, what's the, or experiment around with it? What do you, what do you do? Take a beginner class. That's it. Yeah. Just go through the, just do a Google search, find somebody who has pole dancing classes. I'm sure pole studios are all around. So Google the nearest pole studio to you. Um, they do outdoor socially distant pole glasses now, or they do it with mask on. Um, and then enroll just like I did. And then I think it's worth like the, one hour investment just to try something new. Yeah, for sure. Where, so we didn't cover this. Where are you located? I'm outside Chicago. I'm in LA. LA. Cool. Awesome. Well, good. Anything, any other final thoughts uh, that you want to leave our listeners with as we close this out? Live in the present. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Live in the present. And that's, uh, how how do you connect that with confidence? Just out of curiosity. Mm, that way you could be more connected with your journey as you develop through something and not have like the good things whiz by you. So um, if I nail a trick, uh, especially if, if, if it's hard, then I live in the moment. I'm like, oh my God, like you guys, like I did it. And everyone claps for me because usually we're, I mean, there's people around and we're all very supportive of each other. So then 
I let it soak in like, okay, I succeeded that trick that time. And then in that journey, I, I succeed more tricks and more tricks. And then I just have more on my list. So um, that helped me gain confidence. Cool. All right. Well, my thanks for joining me on Coffee with Humans. This has been uh, educational and, and interesting. Uh, and you've inspired me to go ahead and finally get my uh, scuba or at least yeah. start again on the scuba <laughs> certification road. That'd be interesting. <laughs> Yay. Thanks for having me. It was a fun chat, Jason. So. <laughs> All right. Well, to all our viewers and listeners, this has been Coffee with Humans. I met Mai uh, an hour ago, uh, and we've uh, talked about her journey through pole dancing and gaining confidence also into her other pastimes, uh, which includes uh, uh, scuba diving. So that's kind of cool. But Coffee with Humans, where strangers become friends, catch us next time on Instagram and Facebook and Twitch and LinkedIn and YouTube, something like that. And then catch my on Instagram. I'll put your link up here one more time. Uh, A national gold winner for pole dancing. Bye guys. Pretty exciting. (laughs) All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. One of the things I love about Coffee with Humans are the raw conversations I get to have meeting new people just like you. If you or someone you know should be on Coffee with Humans, go to coffeewithhumans.com. Remember, the only rule is no sales calls. This has been Coffee with Humans. Subscribe to get updates or click to have coffee with me. Coffeewithhumans.com.